0: In honor of Mental Health Month, today Spencer and I will be talking about going to therapy and our mental health. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: She's like, if one of your friends is going through something like and they cry uh, is do you, do you think they're weak? And I was like, no, not at all. And she was like, if they need help and they need like you to give them a hug, like, do you, do you deny them? And I was like, no, not at all. Like if they need me, like I'm there for them. And so she was like, if all of that's true for your friends, she's like, why are you so cruel to yourself? And I was like, yo, yo, I was like, what? Like, why, why was I being so cruel to myself?
0: All right, so I'm back with Spencer for episode 101, and I really wanted to dive into some topics that we covered or that we didn't get a chance to cover in episode 100. I want you to tell me what you would do if you fall in love with someone, right? You're like, whoa, this is like no other. I am, I'm, at, this is a person I want to spend the rest of my life with, and then you find out they're an AI.
2: Whoa.
1: That's heavy. Hold on. I got to get in the right mind state for this. Um, That hurt my heart, but one second. (laughs) So I'm deeply in love. Like, I'm ready to propose. Like, this is it.
0: You're like, this is what love is. This is what they were talking about.
1: Ooh, butterflies. Like, I got a smile on my face every day.
0: Maybe you're already about to propose. And then they're like, I will say... I, yeah, I have an answer for you, but I have to tell you one thing before we make this official.
1: Oh, what is it? I'm AI. Excuse me. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I heard that. Correctly. My real first
0: Could... name is artificial, and my real last name, name is intelligence.
1: <laughs> real first name, artificial intelligence. You mean to tell me I've been falling in love with a machine? I'm not. Oh my god, I'd be devastated. Uh, I immediately, I i w- I can't say all the things that i want to say in this podcast episode because you know we're not going to curse a lot but i would be
0: you can throw out a little bit you can go ahead and- <laughs>
1: look i would like <laughs> like f you uh, rip out your power cord i'd say like all the things you would ter- say terribly to an ai and then i i'm ripping out your power cord this hdmi cable is mine Uh, and I just go, and I probably just go on a bender. Like I would call off from work. I would go on a trip and just do, just get super lit in Thailand and stay there for a couple weeks, and then come back and act like none of that ever happened.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, I feel like that's the only way, right? (laughs) Like, what can you really do? Yeah. Um,
1: and people, and when people would ask, like, "Oh, what happened to uh, you know, Lauren?" and I'm like.
0: Who is that? Who are you talking about? Just act like it never happened. Yes. Because you can't go on telling people, like, oh, yeah, it was AI. Like, you can't. You just have to act like, like, what are you talking about? That's why. I I, I wasn't really, that wasn't really, no.
1: Yeah. That's why, like, even if I'm on a dating app, like, I'm pushing to meet immediately. Like, I don't want to be in those catfish type situations. So,
0: Mm -hmm. all right. Here's the next one. This is kind of a two part question.
1: All
2: right. Have you ever went
0: through a partner's phone? No. Do you know of a partner ever going through your phone? Yes. Okay. So imagine that a partner goes through your phone and then, I mean, it's kind of hard because let me, okay. I guess you can answer how you want to answer because it all depends. Either you're going through a partner's phone and then you find out that they are cheating. Do you even think about how you can approach the fact that you first went through their phone or you don't care? But then on the flip side, if you're cheating and your partner's like, I went through your phone, I found out, are you cheating? Are you going to address the cheating? Or are you going to be like, why are you going through my phone?
1: <laughs> okay. So in the first situation, I've gone through someone's phone and I found out that they were cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in that situation, like, yeah, I've done something wrong. I've betrayed your trust and I've gone through your phone. But the risk that I took turned out to be true. Oh, we about to pop off. Yeah, I don't care. I don't Agreed. care. Obviously, something in my spirit told me that I was supposed to check your phone, and I was right. Now, if I was wrong, you never know, and then we would be all copacetic, and that's a that's a lie I'm willing to take to my grave. But if I find out you cheating, I'm not going to – actually, I'm not going to, like – I'm not going to get buck with you. Uh, what I am going to do is find out about your rendezvous and be like, oh, what's up? What's up? Oh, who's this? Hey. Uh, yeah. I'm probably not going to address it in that moment. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm just going to use that newfound information to now hatch a plot to catch you in the act. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'll never know that I went through your phone. Yeah, because I, I think I have enough patience. Like, I'll be pissed. I'll be pissed in that moment. I might leave the house. You won't know why. I'll make an excuse. Um, and then I'm going to hatch my plot. You know, Milan, I'm good for a plot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be devastating for you because I have grand. now I have time and opportunity to plan how I want this to go.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, have you seen like there's a there's an old video on um, on YouTube or something, and it's this it's this dude and his girl. It's his girl's birthday. He's got like gifts, like he's there's big packages, and oh, she I opens. This is going. She opens the packages. And it's all of her stuff packed up, ready to go, because she cheated on him, and her their their kid is not his. And oh, she's no. like, "You gonna do this on my birthday?" And he was, I was like, "That's what you worried about that he did on, his, on your birthday." He's been taking care of your son for eight years, and it's not even his. That's that's the that's the elephant yeah. in the room. Your birthday is. Acerite. He didn't been
0: there for eight of your son's birthdays,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> these are eight birthdays I shouldn't have been here for. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I would have like, I would do something like grand like that. Um, or even, you know, what would be even cool, like doing like, um you know how they do those flash mobs for proposals? I would do one for a breakup.
0: <laughs> okay. I can yeah. totally see. You. Yep, I can see it.
2: Yeah. No, yeah.
0: because you. Yes, I can see it because you will be very yeah. methodical. It'll have the ultimate level of pettiness, but you will be very calm.
1: Yeah, 100%. And then
0: they'll open up one package and the girl will be like, What? Why are these my shoes? And you'll be like, Open up the bigger one in the back.
1: Yeah, look, that's the one. Get that one right there. Open this one. I (laughs) I do want the audience to know that um, early on in my adult career, I ascribed to a level of pettiness that was not normal for most people. Um, I have since grown as a person. (laughs) I. I'm not petty anymore. I'm an adult, but I do want everyone to know that it's still there. It still exists. It still lives inside of me. It okay. can still come out. I don't want to be that person, but I can't. It's be just that not an
0: person. everyday occurrence. You're yeah. saying, like, yeah, 100%.
1: Yeah, like in my day-to-day, you know, small situations, uh like you know, Dave Chappelle. Keep when keeping it real goes wrong. Like I'm, I'm not gonna act out. I'm. I'm okay. Like this yeah. isn't gonna bother me that much. But there's always the chances are never zero, <clears throat> is what I'm saying. I
2: would
0: agree with that. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we're both of the mindset of like you never show all your cards. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. The next one is oh, I want to know what you think of this quote. It's easier to see faults in others before
2: ourselves. I think that's true. I think even
1: when you're, uh, I think for a lot of people, myself included, it's really easy to just like fall into that pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it sometimes like not even intentionally. Yeah. Um, when you're, when you are dealing with the situation, your first instinct is to figure out like who's at fault there. Um, but I, I will say like working at my company has helped me a lot. Because we whenever a, like a situation occurs at work, like mm-hmm. our work culture is blameless. So whenever an incident happens or something goes wrong, like we don't look to assign blame first. We seek to understand what caused the incident. Mm-hmm. And once we understand what caused the incident, then we implement steps to make sure that this incident doesn't repeat itself. And so now I'm just trying to apply that technique that I learned at work to my personal life so if something goes wrong i don't want to flip out at anyone or i don't want to be reactive i want to understand why this happened and then implement steps to make sure it doesn't happen again so that's part of the growth that i've that i've learned over the nice. years yeah. yeah okay i don't i
0: don't even think i need to add anything to that i think that was perfectly said. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I'm I'm capable of a little wisdom every now and again.
0: <laughs> uh, the next one is constant state of wanting. So, do you feel like a constant state of wanting is more so being ambitious or just never happy with the current circumstance?
1: Mm, this is a tough one. Um, actually, I don't know. I think there's a fine line. Yeah, I th- personally, for me myself. I was just talking about this the other day, like I, I love success. I love chasing success. I like being successful. Um, I like growing as a person. Um I think that I think that plateauing, you know, becoming stagnant, like not not evolving, not growing as a person, I think that's a different kind of death so it's Mm -hmm. not to say that my every waking moment i need to be accomplishing something yeah but in the overall general picture Mm -hmm. i need to be growing and in order to in order to grow like you have to keep you have to keep like striving for something achieving working Mm -hmm. towards something Mm -hmm. um there's this uh this song that just came out, this J. Cole song with uh, J-Hope from BTS. And J. Cole has this lyric that like really spoke to me. Give me one second.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: the lyric is, I got a strange type of hunger. The more I eat, the more it gets stronger. The more it gets stronger. The I said, the more it gets stronger. So he's hungry. And even when he eats, he's still hungry. Like mm-hmm. it makes him want more. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I approach life like yeah like I've accomplished a lot but there's always so much more to accomplish and I want to I want to see how far I can go like we only get this one life so why would I stop at a certain point like yeah, yeah I enjoy I appreciate but I'm constantly pushing
0: All right someone approaches your date
2: while you're both sitting at a bar how do you respond
1: someone approaches my date, I'm still at the table.
0: You're both sitting right next to each other. It is very apparent that you are together and someone approaches.
1: First of all, I do want to say in New York city, this is a regular occurrence. Um, I was out with a friend of mine. We were not on a date. There's no way for this person to not know that.
2: (laughs) Mm. So
1: Several bars we went to, like dudes will just come up and talk to your girl in front of you, like the level of disrespect.
2: Yeah.
1: Um,
2: to be honest, I'm not gonna say anything.
1: yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything at all. Yep. Because one, it's not my place to. Um, they're not approaching me. They're approaching the person that I'm with. And so balls in her court, like she has agency. He or she, they have agency. Right. Um, I'm curious to see how they'll respond to the situation. Yeah. And I will respond accordingly, but I'm not going to fight this battle. It's not my battle to fight. Right. Unless I got, unless we got a, unless you got a, unless they have a ring that I purchase on their hand, even then I'm still not going to do it. Like, cause I shouldn't have to answer for anybody.
0: (laughs) Even if that partner is then responding, like as if they're interested, it's like, Oh, okay. Duly noted. Right. Yeah. Because you still don't need to step in. The only way I feel like then you're wanting to step in is if your partner is clearly showing they are not interested like goodbye yeah. I'm not interested and that person is being aggressive, right? Cuz then it's like I'm going to be protected here, right?
2: Yeah. Like hold on, true. they
0: already said they're not interested. Like how about you just back up? You're getting a little too close. So you're, you know, yeah.
2: you're,
0: you're getting physical or whatever. Um but I'm I'm the same as you. Al and I have actually talked about this and We're in the same boat as like a girl comes up and approaches him. I don't Mm -hmm. even need to look. I'm not even looking like, oh, how are you going to handle this? I'm sipping my drink. I'm eating my, I don't care. You are going to handle it accordingly. I'm going to let you handle that. Right. And he said the same thing with me. He's like, I don't need to say anything. I'm going to let you handle it. And I'm going to trust that you're going to handle it accordingly.
1: Yeah, 100%. My brother actually has an interesting, like, response to these situations because it happens to him and his wife all the time. And so, uh, like, you know, a guy will come up and, like, stare at his wife. And so when that happens, he'll be like, you can say hi. She says hi back. And that's, that's <laughs> like, that's as far as he'll go on the subject. Like, yeah, she, she'll say hi back if you say hi. And then he'll just go on about his day. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also seen situations where, like, the person being approached, uh, plays along with it for a while, but I think that's a waste of time. Um, I wouldn't like that, that as a response. So, yeah, that would, that would rub me the wrong way. Yeah, so.
0: My, my grandma told me once about her like way back in the day that they were out like at some kind of a club or a bar or something and she was with my grandpa and this guy came up and asked my grandpa if he could dance with my grandma like he knew they were together but he's like can i dance with like basically can i dance with your woman and then he said why don't you ask her
1: what's your grandma he's like you don't want to dance with
0: me why oh yeah then she you know of course then she was like oh no like i'm if I wanted to dance, I'd be dancing with him, kind of thing. But like okay. He's basically like, I don't answer for her. Go ahead and ask her.
1: That's the story your grandmother told you. I want to know what really happened. All right. <laughs> that was the story oh, that she man. told you. I want to know.
0: I want, yeah, for real. There's a little a little something to be like, This is the granddaughter. I gotta I gotta change this up just a little bit.
1: I gotta change this up. She don't need uh-huh. to know that I uh that he went to the hospital later on that evening.
0: Right. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I forgot I had this. This is kind of long, so I'm gonna just like try to breeze through it. But I pulled up this post that someone actually sent me and it was on Reddit. And I want to know what your take is on. Oh my
1: god, it's a Reddit question. These ones are always it's
0: it's not really crazy though. It's pretty simple, but they just give some detail that I feel like makes it it gives the background. Yeah. Okay, so go. for reference, it's so this it's a woman who's 28. Her husband is 29 and they've been together for 10 years and they are um, married for two years. It says it's been an ongoing battle getting him to pull his weight. We now have a four month old baby. I work full time and pay 80 percent of the bills as well as maintain the house in order. Every year, my job needs me to work 72 hour weeks for two to three months.
2: <clears throat>
0: because of my commute, I have two hours daily to eat, shower and nurse my baby. It's impossible for me to get anything else done in this time. I have asked my husband to, my husband to step up to the plate and help me with our daily tasks, but the, he either leaves things halfway done or doesn't do them. I haven't spoken to him for years of how unhappy I am. I have spoken to him for years of how unhappy I am and what I need from him in, his, in this marriage. But we always fall back to the same habit. What else can I do before giving up on this marriage besides therapy? We have tried it, and it only works as long as we're in therapy. The minute we stop, all the old habits come back. I'm tired of being the main provider for everything. It feels like my husband is another child for me to take care of.
2: Oh, wow, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, this one's really tough. Because mm-hmm. one, on the one hand, like I, I definitely... I definitely want this woman to put herself first, as she should. Like, yeah. that, is, that is the number one. But, like, trying to get your partner to see reason, that's a toughie.
2: hmm
1: I don't know if you've seen the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It came out No, last I've year. been
0: wanting to, but I haven't yet.
1: You should definitely watch that movie. Okay. Uh, it It is definitely one of the best movies i've ever seen but uh i'll get to the reason why i brought it up so in the movie the the main couple um they're having marital problems and so the husband in order to have a more like healthy discussion about where they're at in their relationship he draws up divorce papers and is like trying to fight the right situation to Mm. like bring bring it up Mm -hmm. but he's not asking for a divorce he is using the divorce like the the immediate impact of being served divorce papers in order to have a healthy relationship or a healthy conversation about where they are in the relationship Mm. like i think some people probably need that that shock to the system like oh this isn't just Like, I'm not imagining this. Like, this is where we're at. This is where we could be.
0: Yeah. So it's not like a, it's not a threat. It's not like a, I'm just, I'm just doing this for the reaction, but it's like, this is, this is what I've come to, to like, this is what I'm considering because we need to figure out something here. It's not like, oh, I'm just doing this to kind of scare you.
1: Yeah, it's not like an ultimatum or I'm doing this to, like, get you to act right. I am trying to get you to understand that this is where I'm at in the relationship. And unless we can talk through this and work this out, then this will probably become a reality. Like, I'm not trying to threaten you. I love you. I don't want to end my relationship with you. Like, that's not what I'm asking. I was going
0: to say, it sounds like he doesn't want that. He's just like... I have no choice. Like, this is what I'm, I'm thinking now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause in the movie, like uh, the male, uh, like the husband, you know, the the wife is hardworking. She like, is kind of ignoring everything around her. She's too busy. They're, they're going through a, a, a tax audit. They're in danger of like losing their business. Like she's so concerned with everything else that's going on that she's not paying attention to the people in her life. Yeah, and so you know he's reached a point where he's been ignored too many times, and he just needs to be seen and noticed and paid attention to, and that's the vehicle by which he tries to do it. Uh, you should definitely watch the movie. I've watched that movie like six times, and
0: oh wow, I, okay,
1: yeah, I'm
0: definitely it's on. And
1: it's on Peacock. Oh really? Wait, is it on Peacock? Is either on?
0: It's either is it, it on HBO Peacock Max? or
1: Paramount Plus? Yeah, it's on something. Yeah, it's HBO Max. You should definitely watch okay. it tonight promise me you're gonna watch it tonight unless you already have plans but say it tonight
0: um i think tonight was we'll to watch a movie so we can watch that movie
1: no no i need you to say i'm going to watch that movie
0: i have to okay i don't have hbo max i have to get hbo Not hbo i will max.
1: give you my account just say okay. i'm going to watch the movie
0: okay i'm going to watch the movie
1: all right cool and i'll be back for another episode which is a recap of Everything everywhere all at once.
0: We have so we're re- we're recapping that and we're recapping Squid Games. <laughs> if okay, I ever if cool. I ever get I I can't promise that I'm gonna watch that one just yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Um That's honestly a see... series that I
1: would happily come back for, recapping shows and movies.
0: Oh, I've been wanting to actually do something like that, but I just haven't like it's not a thing I would do on my own. That was weird. I don't know what that was. It's not something it was, else that I would uh...
1: One of the things coming off.
2: One of the notebooks.
0: Yeah, I don't think it doesn't matter. I don't need that right now anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, I obviously, it's not something I would do by myself. I mean, I guess you could, but like making sure that I'm going to have someone on to do it. And it's like, it's either going to be a whole episode, like one episode or like a series of episodes. But um, usually, or
1: a whole nother podcast.
0: Don't play with me, Spencer.
1: Look, I talk about TV shows, movies, books. I talk about this all day, every day. I would happily do another one.
2: <laughs> okay. It's a yeah.
1: possibility. We, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about
0: that offline. Okay. Yeah, we got to take
1: that, <laughs> that offline.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, okay. So what do you say? What would you say to this to this woman in this situation? Are you, is, or her? was that your advice? Was your advice like presenting this these documents or something along that thread?
1: Um, This is what I would say. Uh, First, I would ask her what she wanted the outcome to be. Like, what is the ideal outcome? Like, what do you want? Two, once we figured out what it is that she wants, here maybe here are some ways that we get there. What do you think about these options? And then, oh wait, no, before I do that, I would ask her, if you can't get what you want, What are you going to do? Like,
0: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like what she wants is him to just like pull his weight. But yeah.
1: But if he's not going to do that, and you know, how many more times are you gonna are you gonna go through this? Are you just gonna keep giving him another chance? Mm -hmm. Because maybe that's sort of the problem. He realizes, like, oh, I'll just do it for a little bit, but eventually I'll just go back to the way that I was doing and nothing will change. Right. So you need to set like a boundary.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. if he repeats these uh behaviors again then you have to you gotta you gotta pull the plug you gotta do whatever it is you decide you're gonna do if he doesn't change
0: yeah, it's like I would say that's always a thing I want to ask people to like what is your goal here? And then even if the goal is like I want him to pull his weight, then the next question is like and I'm not saying like anyone cuz I've never been a person that's like, "Oh, I just want a boyfriend. I just want a husband." It's like who do I see in that role, right? So then yeah. it's a matter of like do you want you want him to pull his weight, but also what about the idea of just like having a partner that can also contribute? Cuz then maybe he's not that partner, you know what I mean? But in that situation, obviously, because they do have a family and obviously she's trying to make it work with the person she's with. That like, as you said, like that quote unquote ultimatum is like you kind of have to put like an expiration date on it, though, too, because that way, even if you're like, we're going to therapy and we do all these things like you don't want to obviously have it at the end of therapy, because then, like she said, he's going to just revert back to his old behaviors. But say you have therapy. Number one, it doesn't sound like this is a therapy that you're not just going to therapy for a month and then you're stopping like. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you work a lot of hours. Like maybe you can just keep therapy going forever. But if right, that's right. something that you can't do, then maybe it's like therapy ends in May. And like, you want to see that this is still being kept through summer. This is not a, an expiration date that you communicate to him, or at least I wouldn't, because then he's going to just no, leave definitely an expiration not. date and then go back exactly. to the old ways. So... Yeah. I would say therapy never ends. If that is just like not within your wheelhouse at the moment, you have an expiration date within yourself that you're watching out for these things. And then as hard as it's going to be, it's even harder to basically, like she said, take care of this other child. And I've, I've heard from people, there's nothing lonelier than people that really want to be in a relationship. There's nothing lonelier than, than being in a relationship and still feeling alone.
1: Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, that's my (laughs) advice. Like, definitely set that internal expiration date. Um, You know, set those expectations with yourself. Because at the end of the day, like, if this relationship isn't serving you, you staying in it is not going to change anything. It's only just going to snowball from there. So I know that's really tough. You know, you've put a lot of time in this relationship. You've been together 11 years. Um, You have a lot of history. But that also shouldn't dissuade you from taking care of yourself.
0: Right. You can't pour from an empty glass, right? Definitely. Um, Okay. So here is my last topic to discuss. And this is a personal one for you. Um, Hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot, but I feel like you would be really, really good at speaking to this, but you are, you're very in touch with your emotions, right? You're in therapy. And Mm -hmm. I just want to know, like, as a man that I, I, I believe from the conversations that we've had that you've kind of grown up feeling like, you know, expressing emotions is not like the manly thing to do. So I'm curious like what you would say to men trying to navigate that space and like how you feel like those thoughts in the past of like I can't express emotions how it has harmed you and then now kind of evolving your mindset and like being in therapy how it's like how changing your views has now helped you.
1: Yeah. First off, I want to give a shout out to my therapist Blanca. I know you out here listening. thank you for all the love and support. I appreciate it. Uh, Yeah. So I'm, I think I've been, I've always been very introspective, but I've also kept a barrier between me and my emotions because that was the coping mechanism that I created to get me through life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, But the thing that I've, you know, learned in the last year is that coping mechanisms only work for how long they're supposed to work, and eventually, every coping mechanism stop. Like every coping mechanism, eventually begins to fail. It has served this purpose. It has served this purpose, and now you need you need to learn how to heal through the thing that you've created the coping mechanism for. Uh, coping mechanisms are a stopgap. They don't. They're not like they're not a solution. They're a temporary measure that you use to continue living your life. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, myself personally, I,
2: the environment that I grew up in,
1: being emotional was frowned upon. Um, My father, if I, my father would discipline me if I cried. It wasn't mm-hmm. okay to cry, mm-hmm. and so I internalized that, and I attributed it crying with weakness. And so, growing up where I grew up, like weakness wasn't something that you were allowed to show anybody else. Um, you know, everybody was having a hard time, but everyone kept everything to themselves. Yeah. It's not a it's not a healthy way of living, but it is a way that people survive. And, and so, I reached a point in my life where I'm past. Surviving. I'm now trying to thrive, and in order to thrive, I needed to break down these defenses, these coping mechanisms that I created to get me through the first part of my life.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was really tough uh trying to relearn like how to be emotional. um When my I mentioned it last episode, but uh, you know, one of my little brothers passed last year. And when it happened, first, I was in shock. I I didn't really know how to process what was going on. I hopped on a plane. <laughs> uh, I, I had a trip planned already before it happened, and I hopped on a plane so I can get away from it and just get away from everything and sort of figure out, like, how to deal. And my friends were super helpful. I think having a support system goes a long way to becoming more in touch with your emotional side, Um, having that space to just feel. But it wasn't until months later. And, and, you know, I was going to therapy and I tell my therapist, like, I want to cry, but I just don't know how. Um, My body would like, the moment a tear would start, my body would like shut it down, like automatically, like subconsciously without me thinking.
2: Mm.
1: And my therapist's suggestion was that I should start watching, uh, I should find something that makes me emotional. You know, some people, they watch uh, those videos of vets coming home to see their kids and their family, like that, that, that sparks an emotional reaction. For me, I watched New Amsterdam. Uh, It's a, it's a network show, it's a medical drama where the doctor like really cares about his patients and he wants doctors to be doctors again. And so there are all these patients that have, like, these really, like, deep and relatable stories where they need medical care, but they can't afford it. Or um, mm-hmm. they didn't know that what they were going through had, like, a medical component. But it's just, like, all these things that could, like, actually happen. And so as this, as I was watching this show, I would get emotional when sad things happen. I would get emotional when, like, the doctors figured out the situation. Um, it helped me like fine optimism and i think i had made it through season two before i like actually cried for the first time and that was like a huge victory my my therapist she celebrated it and even when she was celebrating like that emotional victory like i didn't really know how to take it um uh, i was like okay cool whatever Right? are <laughs> um, you
0: cheering while i'm crying <laughs> but, but it's all right cool okay
1: uh but um it that was a wall months. she
0: knew there was a wall that was like broken yeah, down she Yeah, knew.
1: she was like this is a victory yeah. and again because like i'm not used to celebrating my victories, so like it felt weird to me that she was doing it mm-hmm. um but it was shortly after you know that first like cry um and i went to go see um i actually went to go visit my brother's grave at the cemetery and i was there by myself i had gone before it was like my mom But I was there by myself and I just started talking and I didn't hold anything back. You know, I was sad. I was angry. You know, I I let it all out. And then like the tears just started flowing and they just like wouldn't stop. And for the first time, like I didn't try and stop it. I just like let myself feel it. Mm -hmm. and
0: and this was the second this was just the first cry since the watching new amsterdam
1: it's like the first cry since watching new amsterdam Mm -hmm. and when i left the cemetery like it felt like this weight that i had been holding like in my shoulders in my chest my heart um and like this sharp pain that i like constantly have in my heart that i just like ignore um like, I felt most of that release, like, yeah, there's still a part, there's there's a pain in my heart that's still there, and it's probably not going to go away, but it's manageable, like, Mm -hmm. but I felt so much lighter, and so I think just,
2: it's not going to happen in a single day, uh,
1: mental health, uh, is definitely, it is an ongoing thing, like, you don't, There's no fix, like you don't get fixed. You just learn how to navigate the world, um, navigate your traumas, and you learn more about yourself. Like you you have to treat your emotional state as like something that you're always gonna learn about because it's different, it flows, it's fluid, like it's never the same. Like you might be, you might be happy and optimistic one day, and you might be depressed the next, but understanding that you know you're in a constant state of flow between these extremes these emotions and just giving yourself like that grace and that kindness to uh, feel the way you're feeling and not feeling like anyone's going to judge you for it and honestly f them if they're gonna judge you for it like
2: yeah just
1: feel yeah um yeah so yeah that was like the big thing i, th- I think one of the biggest things that my therapist told me that really like struck me, like uh, talk about like an emotional, like, like punch in the mouth. Um, She told me, she, she was asking me, she was like, if one of your friends is going through something like, and they cry uh, is, do you, do you think they're weak? And Mm. I was like, no, not at all.
2: Mm. And
1: she was like, if they need help and, they need like you to give them a hug like do you do you deny them and I was like no not at all like if they need me like I'm there for them yeah and so she was like if all that's true for your friends she's like why are you so cruel to yourself I was like (laughs) yo, yo. I was like what yeah like why why was I being so cruel to myself and like I could do it for everybody else but I could never do it for me Mm-hmm. and it took me a long time to like reconcile that um but once i did it like things things became easier like i'm feeling a lot better these days cuz i had to face myself and get through my walls and i'm still and yeah. i'm still learning more and there's still a lot of stuff from my past to unpack but i feel a lot better than i did a year ago and that that's a win and i get to celebrate that so yeah
0: yeah, I think I feel like you're even in this conversation or like in you talking about this, you're realizing who you are like you told me in the last episode, right? Like you just have to be reminded of who you are. And yeah. I I stand firm and I'm sure you will agree with me on this, but a lot of people will look at like someone that is having emotions or that's crying as they're weak. And I feel like that means you're strong. Like you're able to do that. Like we're all feeling yeah. things. We're all feeling things. So not being able to let it out I feel like is something that needs to be worked on where once you get to the place of being able to let it out and you're not afraid of letting it out that's where the strength yeah. comes in because yeah. that's
1: what it is like you know you you lie to yourself and you tell yourself like I'm strong like nothing breaks me I'm a rock but nah you're just like you're scared like you're scared it's to the denial yeah you're <laughs> yeah. just scared to feel and mm-hmm you would rather close yourself off and feel nothing than to deal with like all the stuff that you just push back like there's a dam and it's holding back everything that you need to deal with and i'm not saying you got to like destroy the dam right now but you know (laughs) open open one of the one of the levees like lower a levee so some water can come through you know do it slowly at your pace like yeah Yeah. because don't be living in these extremes that's all i'm saying
0: I'm I'm picturing right now, like, Seinfeld with Jerry, like, what is this salty discharge?
1: <laughs> uh, do you remember, uh, there's, like, that Simpsons episode where, like, Flanders, like, finally, like, just goes, like, he blows up, and he's pissed. Like, don't be Flanders. Don't let the levees break. Look, you gotta... I was gotta not have
0: allowed to watch The Simpsons as a kid. I did not watch it as an adult, but I can yeah, imagine... created The, creator of the Simpsons,
1: right. Matt that dude's a time traveler, for real.
0: Oh, yes. I do know those points. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also some, I didn't want to say it in in the moment because I didn't want to interrupt you, but it, you made me think of when you said that you would get disciplined for crying. Right. Mm-hmm. And I That's feel so. like people need to really like, I am not a parent, so I'm not giving any parent advice whatsoever, but I think, um, there are a couple of podcasts that I listen to. There's one that I listen to where there, there's actually, um, two women that have, co- um, or one of them has a co-parenting situation, but it's really important obviously you're not treating children as adults but certain ways in which we treat them we have to remember that we we have to allow kids to do or like express their emotions the same way we would allow an adult to right so if, if i'm going through a tough time and then you're here to help me through it and you're you're gonna allow me to cry right you're not gonna tell me like stop crying like there are some people that do that, and they feel like that tough love is a thing. But like, there's times where like that's just not appropriate, you know. If you're dealing with a yeah. loss, I'm not going to tell you get over it and stop crying, right? You need yeah. to get those tears out. The same way, if there's a kid, there might be a a child that was building a sandcastle and the whole castle falls apart, and they are just bawling. And like, yes, to an adult, it's like okay, it's not that big of a deal. But to that five year old, that is a major yeah, deal to him a in that moment. Deal. And you don't want to say like. You know he's crying. You just start screaming, like "Stop crying! Go in your room. I don't want to hear it." Because like I would never say that to you if you're going through something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like sometimes that kid. Yeah. If your moment. car broke
1: down and you started crying, like I'm not going to be like, "Stop crying! It's not that bad. You get another car." Like
0: it's just like sometimes you need to just get it out, right? And people yeah. can say like, "Oh, you're being sensitive," whatever even if it's like, I'm more sensitive about the situation than maybe you are. Well, like I am handling this situation the way I am handling it. And me crying Mm -hmm. is going to help me get it out. And like, instead of just telling someone like how I would, I would, you know, do it if I was a parent, it's just like, let that kid cry it out. And then like, when you're ready, like, let's talk. Right. And again, I'm not giving parent advice because I'm not a parent, but I'm just saying, like, I know what it's like. And I know, like, as you said it too, we know what it's like to be children and be like, stop crying. Where it's like, I need a minute.
2: Yeah, but give yeah.
0: me a minute. And when I'm done, because also I know what it's like talking to a kid where you're asking them what is wrong. And they're like, <laughs> like, I don't know what they're you're
1: like, saying. Okay. When you're not, so, when you're <laughs> just yeah. finish crying and when you're ready, we'll talk yeah. about
0: it. And yeah. I need to it's, be able to understand you so that I can help you too. Because
1: so. <laughs> even like, like, again, not a parent, but like, that even the rushing of, like, dealing with, like, if I'm a kid, like, the way you rush your kids when they're crying, like, the way that I feel now as an adult, like, even when, you know, my brother passed, like, I I definitely needed time, right? But I kept, For like, sure. trying to rush through it. I kept trying to, like, rush through it so I can, get like, I was like, oh, no, I have to go back to work. Like, if mm-hmm. my, my job wasn't even pressuring me to go back to work. They said, take whatever time you need. And I know a lot of jobs say that, but, like, my job meant it. Like I, I stay out of work a week. I tried to come back for a day. It wasn't happening. And I told my boss, like, I tried. It's not happening. He's like, take as much time as you need. Like, I'm serious. And, um, I ended up like, you know, going on that trip, coming back for the funeral, taking another week out of that. I think I was out of work, maybe like, like a month and a half. And then even, even then, like I was not operating at the capacity that I'm used to operating. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we, because we're so used to being like rushed through our emotions as children, we feel like we have to rush through our emotions as adults, we don't give ourselves that time and space to like actually process what we're going through. And no one teaches us how to process like what we're going through. Like if your kid's crying, and maybe, you know, they're five, like they don't know why they're crying either. They're just crying. Like, yeah. let them cry, and then they
0: might not you know, even know, they might just be yeah. tired, and they're just like, I don't know, I'm crying, I don't, I just feel weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes I like, cry when I just feel
1: weird. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> I know so many adults who just like they just are at their wits' end and they're just like in tears, they don't know why. But so, if you don't know why as an adult, shouldn't it be all right for your kids to not know yes. at, at, at that age? So, yeah. yeah, again, not trying to tell people how to parent, I'm just, just out here giving unsolicited right. advice.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're not, yeah, we're not trying to tell you how to parent. We just know what it's like to be children.
1: Yeah.
2: And you do too.
0: Certain things that, yeah, we, anybody listening would know. And it's like, there's certain things that you just remember, like, hey, this would have like fostered me. Right. And it's not to say Mm. like, we're not like shaming any parents or anything that does that. It's just like, we all have traumas, right? Everybody that's Mm. ever lived has traumas. So then like you might carry that into the next situation. Right. So it's just like kind of trying to break cycles or, learn from those things where then maybe now that parent that didn't let their kid cry it's like maybe now they're got they like to learn some things in the next you know child that they have or maybe if they're talking to someone that they know is having kids be like hey don't do this thing this is what I did and I wish I didn't like we're just yeah. we're learning that's all it is
1: that's it yeah that's it and yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah but um I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's a big I feel like therapy is talked about a lot where people are constantly saying, like, yes, get in therapy. Like, I hear people talk about that, like, in a dating checklist. Like, did they go to therapy? Like, if they didn't, they've they never been in therapy, it's kind of a red flag. Or if they have been in therapy, at least it's a green flag, that kind of stuff. So it is being talked about. It's a lot more accepted. But I feel like there is still, like, a big kind of, like, you know, um, stigma around it. Because oh, it's- 100%. It's talked about and it's out there, but then there's still a lot of people that are like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? It's, we're probably never going to get to a place where it's just like all the time. And that's fine. As long as you feel comfortable and you're okay going, then like it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say because it's about your mental health. No one else is. Yeah, most definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not out there to uh, show and prove for anybody else. You take care of you. Um, So do everything, do everything that you need to do to be all right because self care is important. Self care is super important.
0: Yeah. And I want to say it was like, I don't know what episode, maybe like 95, somewhere around that area, 94, actually did an episode on finding a therapist. And then just like all the ways in which you can go about that. And Mm -hmm. just one uh, additional thing I wanted to make sure I touched on is just I know so many people that started therapy, and that therapist was not a fit. And then they were just like, I don't like therapy. Yeah. It's not not every therapist is the same. Like it takes like you gotta find a few therapists. And you also, there's also different types of therapy. Like there's some people like, I don't want to just go to a therapist that just tells me I'm right in every situation and stroke my ego and say how everybody else is wrong. It's like, not every therapist out there is going to be great, but also there's many different kinds.
2: Yeah.
1: I have like a, it's like, so I've talked to uh, a couple of like my male friends about, you know, finding a therapist and they asked like, you know, how'd you find your therapist? And I was like, it's, you know, it took a little while. I didn't just like meet one and then was like, oh, this is it. yeah. the the way that i uh the way that i explain it and the way that seems to resonate a lot with mm-hmm. like men in particular is when you go looking for a barber like <laughs> <laughs> you don't just you don't sit in the first chair and if it don't feel right you don't get back in that chair like you like if your cut is messed up like you're not going to go back and see that guy you're going to go find another barber he might still yeah. he might go to the same shop you might go to a different shop, but like if if you don't like the cut, then it's time to find somebody new. It's the same thing with therapy. Like if you don't like the session, if you didn't feel a good vibe, if you didn't feel comfortable, if you didn't feel uh, all right, and it's not just about like, you know, what you're personally dealing with. It was about like the relationship that you had with the person that you talked to. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to see them again. Try somebody else. And yeah. eventually you'll find the person that you'll feel comfortable sharing and the person who's going to help you meet the goals that you want to meet because again they're not there to fix you they are there to help you process what you've gone through and if they can't connect with you in a way that you're able to process that stuff then that's not a good relationship so yeah
0: Mm -hmm. and I'm always an advocate of like therapists that like you also have to have a goal because it's like how do you know if you're progressing right like what if I just come in here and I'm just talking it's like how do we know that day one and like we're eight months in like what did I do? Like, I need to know that I'm like, and and again, to your point, it's not that they're fixing, but it's like, I want to know that I'm coming in here and like, I'm getting something, but also know that therapy, just like physical therapy, you go into physical therapy, you know, you do some stretches and they give you what they give you a pamphlet, they give you some homework. So you you go home, you do those same things at home. So just like therapy, you don't feel like maybe you're one to two hours a week is all you need. Like you take those tools with you. You still have all, you have work to do on your own. That's how you're really going to see progress.
1: Definitely. Um, I think one of the the best tools that my therapist has given me, or like two tools actually. um, Mm -hmm. One is uh, whenever I'm like, I have like negative cognition or there's just some thoughts that I can't process or deal with right now um i had this like visualization exercise uh you just call it the box but you visualize like a box that you can put these things into but i made mine like a little bit more elaborate so like for me to make it feel more and it's really ironic that i'm going to say real is mm-hmm. like uh i like for me like whenever i'm dealing with something that i don't want to talk about or i don't want to think about right, right now my visualization to get to my box is a portal opens. I walk through the portal. There is a winding staircase down into an old like Athens-style temple. And there is a pedestal. And on this pedestal is this wooden box with like a burnt-in like engraving of like a, like a tree. And I have to like open this box, put whatever it is I'm thinking about into it, and then go back all the way up the staircase back through the portal for it to be completely done. Like that's the lengths that I need to go to in order to stop thinking about something that's having a negative effect on me in the moment. But that works for me. Some people just open a box, put that stuff in, but you know, do what works for you. There's no one size fits all to any of these exercises. And the second one is just having like a happy thought. And my happy thought is when I was like a little kid and I would be doing my homework from school and me and my grandmother would watch Uh, Wheel of Fortune, so, like, when I need to go to a happy spot, like, that's my happy spot, on the couch, hugged up with my granny, watching Wheel of Fortune, and guessing the, guessing the prizes, so, yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah, I have, I'm having flashbacks to watching Wheel of Fortune with my mom, actually. Um, (laughs) uh, One more question to ask you about the therapy thing, and, you know, I'm sure that can also just depend on, like, where you're at, and, like, who the therapist is, but let's say you go to it's day one with a therapist and you have a session where you're just like, this ain't it. Like, this is not the one, like I got to get out of here. Right. Obviously, you know, you're not going to return like this barber seat is just not the one I want to be in. But what would you say if it's someone who's never been in therapy before and they go in, they don't have any negative vibes. They don't feel like really connected to the therapist either. They just feel neutral and they're like, I don't know. This is all new for me. I don't know how I feel. How many times would you like give that a feeling like I just don't know?
1: Um, I use the same system that I use for TV shows that I want to watch.
2: <laughs> um,
1: uh, so like if I watch the pilot episode of a TV show and I'm on the mm-hmm. fence, right? Like, I don't know if I like it or not. I'll, I'll watch two more episodes after three episodes. If I'm still on the fence, I'm not going to watch it. Yep.
0: that's If you okay. haven't, if
1: Please. you haven't pulled me in after three full episodes, You, I gave you three hours to rope me in. Yeah. I'm not going to do it because <laughs> there's shows that'll rope me in in the first five minutes. So if you can't do it in three hours and someone else can do it in five minutes, then this ain't the right fit.
0: Yes. Perfectly said. I think yeah. three, three hours is more than enough. Um, yeah. And sometimes you might have a therapist that you stick with a, with a year, stick yeah. with for a year. And then after that amount of time, maybe you're at a different point where you're like, okay, I'm in I'm need of something new, you know? Yeah. But, yeah.
1: Yeah and that's that's perfectly okay too and your therapist is not gonna you're not gonna upset them <laughs> you're not going to offend them because you want to see somebody else yeah i and think if some you people do and that's probably
0: not the right therapist that yes yeah, that's, you get that's true
1: very that. true <laughs> yeah. yeah like if your therapist gets upset because you talk about leaving that's the red flag it's time to go <laughs> right mm-hmm.
0: absolutely
1: oh, man.
2: yeah i love therapy
0: How do I? Major advocate. Now that I'm out here, I need to find a new therapist. Actually, the last therapist I had.
2: Oh, you you don't want to go virtual?
0: No. Well, I just meant like once I got out here and got settled, like I can get back into looking for one because the one that I actually did have when I was in LA actually relocated to like some different Type not ty- different type of therapy, but she's like in a different space now where she doesn't actually have patients. She's like doing some uh, other type of uh, work okay. so that makes sense I had to just yeah part ways period, but yeah she was
1: great oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. you'll find your person <laughs> we were supposed to play this game last episode, but um, I am super happy to play this game. We're, we're gonna play, would you rather, and we're gonna go back and forth
0: ooh, okay, we're gonna go back and forth, all right. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to part two of this conversation with Spencer. Please join me next week for the final episode. Thanks for listening.